Right, hey, welcome everybody at Chronicles.com. I'm Bobby. I am here with Evan, Rob, and Donald. And it's a podcast. The podcast. Great <laughs> intro, you I, dick. Just roll with it. Just fuck you and just roll with it. <laughs> so, Evan, no, I'm we actually talking you before because you, you fuck up every time you drink too much coffee. Now today you didn't have any coffee and you fucked it up. I know. God damn it, Tats. No, God that's Evan's line. Donald, that's my line. <laughs> God damn it. You say it. God damn it, Tats. All right. I actually, I want to start off with Evan's question of the day. Oh, yay. All right. Because being up early this morning, I had a lot of time to think about this one. <laughs> All right, and it's, uh, which would you prefer? Front row for an all-day country music festival or... The uh, Red Sox uh, World Series celebration. And you have You're to say I'll answer that first. Can I answer that first, real quick? I'm taking yeah, the go Sox. ahead. This is just give such me, a terrible question. Give me the Red Sox celebration. I despise country music. <laughs> I can talk baseball with some Red Sox fans, yeah. you know, but I, I can't listen to country music. So that's my I answer. I lost my girl. Got no, seriously, trip. like, got in my pickup truck <laughs> with my beers. Yeah, I lost my girl. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Do that again, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Lasso. I want to hear Evan's answer. He looks thrilled right now. <laughs> no, I would go so, steal a gun from a gun shop and shoot myself so I don't have to do either. There you go. That's the answer I was expecting. The correct answer. <laughs> no, how can anyone go to 24 hours of some guy singing about blue jeans? I don't care. I don't care about your blue jeans, your trucks, or your failed relationships. <laughs> blue jeans. <All> right, so... <laughs> you know the blue jeans song. Yeah, the Levi's. Fucking Levi's. God damn it. Was it that Brett Favre? Yeah. Brett Favre was the blue jeans guy, right? And it went to Drew Brees, I think. But, you know, they make it seem like wearing a pair of jeans just, like, changes you forever. I don't I wear jeans. jeans. I refuse to wear you jeans because Levi's of country music. the cowboy hat. That's all you need. Yeah, Levi's the cowboy hat. And then you're good to go. <laughs> you look. Start driving in the mud for no reason. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you can. Your 12-pack of, of beer and a poor dog. The poor dog. That poor dog. You just got to listen to them singing all day. So, so anyway, it was nice to see the uh, extra inning rule actually work out for us yesterday. No, because we still had to see it. I don't want yeah. to see it. I don't care if it works out for us. No, I want it to never work out for us so that we have a reason to complain about how stupid it is. It, it's just yeah. so stupid. It's such a dumb rule. Uh, I Luckily, it's like for, I didn't. It's like for the oh, love of God. everything. I, I said it last time. You know, for the love of everything baseball, stop giving us that freaking rule. It is so stupid. Yeah, but how about but because uh, it doesn't do about, anything? They're still going to go to extra innings. You're not coming up with a way to cut back on going longer. It doesn't yeah. do anything. It's so bad. It's, it's it really was, like, it was a wild finish there yesterday because we were nothing short of. It looked like we were. It looked like we had nothing to offer, and then it just all of a sudden everything clicked. For once, but, it actually benefited us because I don't think we would have scored in the tenth. But look, well, how about the base the running errors with, with with the runner on third base? How about mm. those base running errors? 
You know why the runner on second is fucking retarded? This is why. Because it always benefits the road team. Yeah. Always. We lost two games at home because of it, and we won one away. Why is that? Because you're the first team getting a chance. Why are you rewarded for not being able to score? It's fucking (laughs) retarded. Yeah, it's it's fake uh, baseball. It is fake baseball. Yeah, and it's yeah, it, you know, a win's a win, but seeing that it's it's just nauseating. It's it's what we've been saying all off season and going into now, like the things that they're changing, using to change baseball, are not good. We don't like any of them, and the one thing that we all wanted, they didn't give us. So. None of these rule changes make any sense. The whole pickoff nonsense they're trying to come up with, that's makes stupid. No sense. This, this yeah. extra inning crap sucks. The only one that I kind of – I don't I don't like it, but I can deal with this, the three-batter rule for a relief pitcher. But even then, there's there's a problem with that. So but it's like, that's the, that's the one you don't even notice. It. Anything. Right. it doesn't shift right. the game too much, whereas yeah. right. the other two really do. Like I the mean, whole runner on second is stupid. What if, if you have you a one nothing game? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, if you if you look at the stats behind runner on second, like I said, it's probably eighty to ninety percent road team wins it. That's not okay. Yeah, it, it, takes it shouldn't of- even be fifty fifty percent. Like it, like fifty sixty percent. It needs to be balanced, and it's not a balanced rule. Which is why I said they need to, you know, let the team pick. And, and award outs based on that. So if you want to start on third, you get two outs. At least that way it's more balanced, but it's still a fucking yeah. stupid rule. One thing I would do is I, I, I would get rid of the shift. I would love that because we can't do anything with the shift anyway. So we could go if we got rid of the shift. Yeah, we have some hits finally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think the shift is stupid in general. Yeah, but like, it's like you know, from a deep, you know, from a defensive strategy, it makes sense. But every other sport makes adjustments to improve offense, and baseball is doing the opposite. And then want to know why they're not gaining the popularity. Well, it's also stupid because it basically was invented by random teams and managers, not the people who invented the game of baseball. Meaning the managers and shit found a loophole because the, whoever wrote the game wrote it poorly because they didn't cover every base. Forgive my pun. Yeah. I mean, you look at it and uh, you really can't, the only way you can adjust to a shift is by bunting. That's really the only offensive adjustment you can make. And teams are so reluctant to bunt nowadays. You know, if, if we saw more people doing that, and, go, and bunting the other way and like, shit, this shift is giving up free hits, even though we're trying to take one away. They're going to stop the shift a little bit. They're maybe going to ease up on it. They're not going to kill it completely, but they'll ease up on it. You won't see those extreme shifts to the right side like we used to see for Teixeira and McCann. Right. Yeah. But we've had the shift for over a decade, so it's going to take a while to get that out of the mind, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to screw up everybody's, you know, all the – the, uh, the binder people, you know, the binder bums, it's going to create them that they're going to lose all their defensive metrics. I mean, who gives a shit about our happiness anymore? Manfred's already ruined baseball, so at this point, just fucking ban everything. 
ban the shift, ban happiness, ban children at the ballpark, ban <laughs> fucking foam fingers. Foam fingers are too fun, but you can poke an eye out. Gotta ban those. <laughs> you can just ban Manfred and get it over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Chubby. but he's making too much money for the owners by being a fucking dickhead. He's like stupid. Like, for all the complaining we've made about Man- Manfred, we should be complaining about the Yankees and the fundamentals. Yeah, the, like the grasp of the fundamentals is absolutely dreadful. Yeah, it wasn't a good no, series. No, it wasn't. But the one upside that you had at the end of the game last uh, last night and yesterday was the um, they weren't swinging for defenses. Uh, you know, in the in that extra inning, you know, mm. they were just putting the ball in play, yeah, and it, uh, and that's where they that's where they got the runs from. And like you just did, Rob, it's like, wow, what a fucking concept! Just no. put the ball in play. It's like, what have we been saying all this time? Donald especially <laughs> has been talking about the fundamentals. We've all been talking about just changing your approach to yep. get the runners in. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how you do it. And wow. A couple of base hits, and they were some, you know, a bloop hit by Odor. Yeah. Gary had a rope single that drove in a run. I mean, different ways you hit the ball, but put the ball in play. You never know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of baseball. Because well, that's all you need. With the runner in second, a single can get most above average runners home. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, unless it's like one of the Molina brothers or Gary Sanchez, that guy's scoring from second on a single. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, good did, how good did Oshello look at the plate yesterday? Mm-hmm. Let's bring him up for a second because he really he put it together a great game at the bat at the plate. Yeah. Four hits. Yeah, he was, he was the player. triple away from the cycle. Almost hit the hit the cycle. Wow. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you, you knew that play. that last at bat, you knew that was going to be scored a you know single and an E nine. You know, so yeah. Who's the last Yankee to to get a? Uh, Cycle was it Melky? Oh, I don't even know. That feels like it would be Melky because he. I, be I remember. It's Rob's been a long, long time since the Yankee hit the cycle. I know that. That would be a good one for Rob's trivia sometime this week. Well, that's why I did it because I didn't want him to ask that trivia because I'm only half sure. <laughs> I, I, I have to look I think that it's up. Melky. I think it is too, so I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> I'll have to find something but, similar. No, Gio was. Was Mister Intangibles yesterday? He uh, is. He was unbelievable defensively. He made two or three awesome grabs um, at third, and then uh, four hits. Clutch brought the energy, and it was so so needed because apart from him, it was pretty dismal viewing. Well, did did uh, did Oshella <laughs> gain any of your awards, Donald? Do you have your award? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into our, our my All right. award. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, how about Obreu? How good did he look at the bottom in the bottom of the tenth inning? There, that was oh, nice. He, 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 that was impressive. And he's just gonna get set down because of it. You know, that's what they do, so he can save an arm or something. Yeah. But just like we saw Michael King, I'm. Can I talk about Herman for a second? Because uh, yeah, kind of break down the series a little bit. Boone said he's probably gonna be back. Sooner rather than later, when these 10 days are up. As the fifth starter, though, not the third. So I think it's very interesting that they felt the need to even name starters to begin the season. Yeah. Right. You really, yeah, they lost know. faith in him after two games. Like, I'm sorry, but if, if I'm a player and they did this to me, I would not trust Boone or anyone in the organization ever again. That's just me. Maybe I'm an asshole, but 
that would that would make me feel like you guys just told me I was the third starter. You gave me two starts. They were poor, and now I'm a piece of shit. Fuck you, then. But he was always a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. He is a piece of shit. But like, they were praising him all spring training. Then they announce him as the third starter, give him two starts, and say, fuck you, you're going down to the minors. Well, right. That was on them anyway. I never wanted him to be a third starter. I, didn't I agree. I agree. No, we, it didn't make sense in the beginning. Something that could mentally fuck someone up. Yeah. It would fuck Gary up if they did this to him. Yep. Because you had we, – we, we anticipated the rotation being Cole, Kluber, Tyone, Montgomery, Herman. Yeah, and then – Montgomery or Herman are going to be the odd man out when Severino's back. So I, I just don't know. Well, I want on an extremely short leash so we could trade him. That's what needed to happen. Yeah, I want I want Debbie Garcia to take the fifth spot because he can yep. eat innings. He is able to eat innings. That's what he's good at. And yeah. I, I didn't trust Herman to keep his pitches in the ballpark. That's has been a big problem through his career. He's got good stuff for a man, but he, he often leaves his pitch over the middle of the plate and uh, and he can't keep stuff in, in the ballpark. And that's right. a major issue for a fifth starter. Yeah, he's not locating it right now at all. No. He's one of those pitchers that when he's off, he is off. Like, he can't bounce back from it, and that's his problem. We saw you that know what the problem with that statement is, Rob? We have, like, six or seven of those types of guys where it's like they, they have – amazing stuff but their control is such an issue that you really have to question them and that used to be the case with the Brayu. i know gil medina gomez viscaino they all have Eliza, exactly so it's like Eliza has fixed that he looks absolutely i think Eliza just found a found a comfort level in the bullpen i think that's what it was with him he's been he looks a lot he looks more he, he looks more comfortable in the bullpen than his. Well, you know what he needs to be used as? He needs to be used in the same way that Rich Hill is used. You know, he, he will get a start every now and then, but he's supposed to be a spot starter who can take that long relief role because you know you can count on him for at least three or four innings. Yeah. Yeah, he's our now modern Ramiro Mendoza. Yep, exactly. Yep. Does anybody see an issue with uh, LeMahieu's issues with runners in scoring position that's early in the season, or is it a non-issue? I think because it was something that they they were breaking it down on the broadcast yesterday about how his percentages are way down, and and I'm going, yeah, it's one week into the year, it's your best hitter, just because that's, he's a you know. That's what flagged up to me because it almost as if it was served as a distraction from the fact that Aaron Hicks is batting third and batting like 100. And yeah. he's been far worse. DJ's batting over 300. He's still got a double yesterday. Um, but, uh, yes, he, he is having an issue with um, grounding in uh, the odd double play. But, come on. I mean, as one week. They made it sound like he is having the worst. You know, oh, this no, is, no. It's, uh, it's, they made him it's sound so terrible as a player. No, it's a, you know, it's a bad mark on the, on the Yes Network. They did a terrible His job analyzing. was elite. So the expectations can't be that he's going to be elite for the six-year contract. That's not why we brought him in. Yeah. We brought him in because of consistency. So the first time he screws up over over two consecutive runner and scoring position opportunities by hitting the double plays, we're going to give him a shit stick on it? It's ridiculous. This it's is bullshit. why we're a reactionary fan base. And look, our commentators are too, obviously. Yep. I mean, he's going 
he's going to have a game where he gets like three big hits with runners on base, yeah. and we're all going to forget about this. So, I mean, just yeah, exactly. it'll, it'll probably it can happen crazy. tonight he's, for he's all we know. He's not particularly great to start the season. He's batting over 300, and he's getting a hit. He's getting on base every single game. He's actually on pace. I believe he's you know on 28 straight games um, of uh, getting on base. I read that stat. So he's something getting like on that. Base. He's a monster. He's an he's absolute machine. Every single game without fail. So the the I think it was served as a distraction from the fact that uh, the organization's favorite Aaron Hicks is doing a terrible job, and uh, and I think they wanted to focus on somebody else. That's well, he's, he's not the third hitter. He should not be batting third. He should be first yeah. or last. It's not that hard. Especially like, if you if you if you see that struggling out of the gate, then you you have you you can't you know you don't want to be reactionary. You start really shuffling the the lineup around, but at the same time, you have to read when players are really struggling, and you don't want to give them that extra at bat by having them at the top of the lineup. Shuffle it around. Put a shell a third if you have to. You see his bat is hot. You know, do something different. You know, drop drop Hicks in the lineup or give him a day off. Because we also expected to see a lot more Frazier to start the year, and we haven't seen that too much. You know, it's not- the thing with yeah. Hicks batting third, sorry to interrupt, it, this is purely the analytics whiz head, whiz kids at the top. They're saying uh, they need to have a switch hitting lefty bat um, to break up all the, all the righty bats, right? But it's almost regardless of performance, and that's what the issue is. There's um, you need to go with the harder harder bat bat third because well, the amount of rallies that Hicks has killed purely by the fact that he's completely stone cold. So you need to get rid of this lefty righty nonsense yeah. and just go with the best hitter that can bat third. You know, before the first game of the season, when we looked at the first lineup where it had Judge, Hicks, and Stanton with that, you know, with the switch hitter in the middle, we thought, you know, I, I at least I felt that was a good strategy. But when you see it's not producing, you have to adjust your strategy. Yeah. That's the Yankees' yeah. problem. They don't know how to adjust. They refuse to adjust. That's the thing. They, they refuse to adjust. That's, even, that's a better statement. At this point, Gardner is the better option to put in between those two because yep, he's getting yep. on base. And if we saw Gardner batting third, which we did the other day, people are going to flip out. It's like they – Yeah, but you know, Gardner, Gardner was producing at third also. Yeah, third spot. You know, he was – you had that little base running blunder yesterday, but how, how rare is that? You know, he's, yeah, a guy that, he, he's a guy you want involved in all these plays. All right, right. And that's exactly why they brought him back. Yeah. I, I'd have yeah. him play center for, for a little while and give Clint Frazier left field back because I, I think it's unfair on the fact he's been cold for two, three games and suddenly he gets benched. I, I do think they need to get him back. But Brett has been so important to the way that we've started this season. He's been one of the few positives um, on, you know, defensively and offensively. You could almost he's see the only on... balanced player we have yeah, other right. than DJ. Yeah. You, know, you could almost see on Clint's face in the dugout. You know, he just he, – he looks beat up. And it's really – it's not – not that he, he's um, exempt from blame for his play on the field. It was terrible. Yeah. Give him a day off, and then you put him right back in there. They do this all the time with relief pitches. They'll put him back in so they can correct themselves. But – when it's you know when it's because of defense or offense you can't what you can't do that now 
You have to bench him. I would, I would hope tonight that we see Gardner in center and Frazier in left. Yes. And let Hicks sit for a couple of days, at least the one day, like you just said, and we'll probably see him tomorrow. Hopefully Frazier continues to play left field. I love Gardner. I don't want to see him every day though, because no. I want to see Clint Frazier. And the only exactly. way that only way that Frazier is going to grow and continue to grow as a player is if he's out there every day. It's consistency. Baseball is right. a game of consistency. You have to grind at it. They're not letting Clint grind it out. He's got to, you know, how many times have we said, you know, they'll they'll put, you know, Sanchez in the lineup when he's struggling at the plate or behind the plate. But Clint has a bad game, so now they're going to bench him for a week. That's not that's not how it's supposed to work. Uh, it's just, it goes back to what we've been saying about the staff in general. I mean, Boone, you know, he doesn't really – it doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing with this lineup. The no. fact that we have not seen Hicks drop in the lineup for even a day yet when it's been, you know, over a week's worth of nine games, whatever it's been, and he has yet to produce in that threes hole. All he's done is draw walks, which we know he can. You can do that batting seventh. You know, it's not like he's doing, he's doing much, uh, many favors hitting in between Judge and Stanton because he's not getting on a lot when Stanton's up and Stanton's gone up to kind of a slow start as well. So, it isn't working, and especially early on, that's the best time to experiment with different lineups so you find something that's going to work as you get to those big days in the summer and going into September and October. Another thing you noticed during the game was in between the innings, you saw Cole going up and down the bullpen, the, the dugout a lot, talking to various you know position players, pitchers, relief, you know, and you almost saw – once it hit to the extra innings, it's like whatever he was chirping in their ears was starting to click. Yeah, where's yeah, Matt Blake? <laughs> how, how much more value can Cole have? I mean, now now he's managing the team without being a manager. And, you know, give it, you know, get, getting them to that that confidence level that they could perform. You know, so hats off to Cole for for reading the dugout and knowing that you know you saw him talking with with Montgomery in between innings. And when Montgomery came out, they probably were sitting in that dugout for about 10 minutes, just, you know, just BSing over whatever it was, you know, I could lip read a little bit, but not that well. That's such so, a great point. Cass. Has anyone ever noticed Aaron Boone ever speak to anybody in the dugout? Nope. I can't think of any occasion. He just stands there at the top step. No, I've never actually seen The only seen ones him. you really see consistently is Cole and Gardner. Yeah, yeah. It's this like is the facto managers. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, I mean, I saw Paul speaking to Sanchez probably about handling the pitching staff, and he was giving him a good grilling. And Sanchez was like, "All right, all right." All right. So whatever happened worked because he started to play a hell of a lot better after it. After he kind of gave uh, gave him a talking to. Right. Well, I, like think exactly that, I think I think I think Cole was talking to Sanchez because if you notice the change in the the way that he was calling the game with Montgomery, That's what Cole was saying. probably telling Gary, you know, to change up the pitch sequence, yeah. you know, because it just wasn't working the way he was calling the game, and it's kind of like snapped him back to reality because Montgomery looked like he was going to be done early and stretched it out to five, you That's know, right. but it looked like he was going to finish the third. And, and there is, that's, that's Cole reading the game. And the analytics can't teach that. I mean, that's why we brought in Matt Blake, right? Because he's a computer guy. 
Analytics don't teach that. And sure. I'll bring this to basketball real quick. Remember when LeBron was with Cleveland for his second stint and Ty Lue was just kind of standing there and LeBron was doing all the coaching on the sideline? Yeah. yeah. On the bench? Same That's thing. what we're seeing. Yeah. That's what we're seeing right now. Matt Blake, Aaron Boone, Marcus Sims, these guys are nowhere to be found when things are going wrong. But we're seeing Garrett Cole, a great freaking pitcher, giving his guys, his teammates, um, this is what you need to do. Fix this. He's going to Sanchez. Hey, call this different sequence like you just said, Tats. And right. we're seeing Gardner go up to these hitters. Hey, do this. Adjust this way. You're going to listen to Brett Gardner. We saw it last year with Cracks. He, he know, yeah. He's not this superstar major leaguer, but he's been around so long that he's going to give you these kind of tips. Aaron Boone isn't doing any of that, at least during the game. He may be doing it when we don't see it. We don't know. I right. and look, look back to our favorite season of 1998. What did we have that we don't have right now? A very good support system from both players and staff. You had yeah. Don Zimmer and Joe uh, Torrey who would yeah. sit on the bench during the game, not because they weren't watching the game, but because they wanted to be available to the players to come and talk to them. And Jeter used to sit down in between them and, and yep. do all those things with Zimmer and stuff. And you just you don't have that kind of camaraderie anymore. You don't see players close with Aaron Boone. Who would you say is the closest player on this team to Aaron Boone? Probably Gary Sanchez because he likes not getting yelled at anymore. <laughs> and that's why they brought Boone in to have a better relationship with these players. But sometimes, like I've always been saying, the constructive criticism works. Even at my job, which is nothing anywhere remotely close to professional sports. I'm going to pick the brains of people so I can learn how to do my job better. The people that have been there longer than me. I'm sure everyone's done it at their jobs. Like, Hey, you've been here longer than me. What do you do that works? Yeah. And that's what we want to see. And that's what Garrett Cole, who is this, who's the one of the richest players in the game, one of the best pitchers in the game right now, he's going to do whatever he can to make the rest of his staff better. Cause guess what? That makes a team better. Crazy concept, right? Analytics mm. doesn't teach that shit. If I was the manager, though, I would make Gary cry so fast. Yeah. Look at some of the guys we've had as support staff in the past. We've had Gidry. We've had Mattingly. We've had Girardi. Before he was manager, he was bench coach. We've had Willie Randolph. We've had all these kind of guys. Stottlemyer. Stottlemyer. Mel Stottlemyer was one of the best pitching coaches. Yeah, Pena was a very – yeah, he was a good bench coach. So – these are guys that knew the game inside out. Zimmer was was the king of that. He knew the game. But inside see, that's out. why we want David Cohn so bad because we know he had he's from that same fabric and would do it in the same way that Mel would. Thing is, baseball is still fundamentally the same game, although it's it's all still no, it's all mathematics and stuff like that, and it's all aiming a different direction. But when it gets to October, that is. It's, it's, the game is still exactly the same as it was back in the day. It's still all about uh, intangibles, defense, pitching, and, and hitting in clutch spots. And that has not changed every October. Although the regular season is still all about home runs and, and all the analytics bullshit. But when you get to October, it's almost a very similar game. So I don't understand why now we've gone to the stage where these people that have been ostracized, people that knew the game inside out, have now been ostracized from the game. It's now all about the young guys that are all analytics driven and only read from a stat sheet, but don't right. think the game. They don't think the game like they do did before. That should not have been ostracized. 
That's a mistake. Well, part of the issue, too, is that during the regular season, you can get away with a lot of those mistakes. You can get away with being a team that hits 300 home runs and you're going to make the playoffs. But guess what? Once you get into the playoffs, every team is now magnifying how they play. They're that much better. Yeah. yeah. So they're not going to make as many mistakes. So when you go up against a team like Tampa Bay, you see why the fundamentals can win over home runs, especially if you also have home runs, which Tampa Bay pulled out of their ass last year with Randy Rosarina. He did yeah, again he to us this series. I was say, he killed us this series, too. He's fucking incredible. He's yeah. a good player. But look what happened! Look what happened yesterday. They took his they took his bat out of the equation, and that's when they won the game. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You know. You see, you have that bat that always kills you. But you, you don't. Take, you, you have that. If you may, if you have that at batter, non, you know, not contributing to the offense, will increase your, your increase your chances significantly. I hope they do that this series with Teoscar Hernandez and Gritchick and all them guys that like to kill us. <laughs> what, why do you guys think we have all these players coming up later in age? It's because these teams are now being more patient and developing them. You know, we have a lot. We have several guys who are coming up between the age of 25 and 27 and doing just crazy crap. That's well, true. You, know, like who's that, you only have a handful that come on the White Sox right now who hit like a 500-foot home run the other day. Oh, why, why am I drawing a blink on his name? He's gotten off to this boiling it's hot. It's Mercedes something. His last name's like Mercedes. I can't think of his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. He's gotten off to a great start, and no one really knew who the hell he was. Yeah. No one knew who he was until he – He played like three games last year. <laughs> It's crazy. Sometimes it's just you got to throw the analytics out the window. There is a place for it, but it should not be taking over the game the way it is. Yeah, I think there's I a, agree. I think there's a place for it pre-game. There is no place for it during the game, and that's right. Why that's, I, that's a that's great point. Issue. Well, it shouldn't be what's coaching the game. You know, it's you can't go through that. You need to have both intuition and know how the the book works. If you rely on only the book, you're going to miss all the other facets, which is why Kevin Cash is such a good manager, because he plays very old school, but also understands high analytics and how other teams are going to be thinking around us, which makes him basically stop the Yankees in their tracks, because we're not good at analytics, even though we constantly want to prove that we're the smart team that knows how to do it. That's not how we need to play baseball, and it's stupid. Further to Rob's point, that's exactly what his point was in regards to Garrett Cole. The analytics during the game doesn't tell you that there's an issue with our pitch sequencing or a way that we're handling our yeah. pitching stuff. And uh, that's what Cole fixed. Right. Now, no, and you're right, though, because he uses, Cole uses analytics a lot, but he uses yeah. it to evolve his game. He uses it after the game to get to yeah, the next level for the, the next game. game. He yeah. doesn't do it during the game. He's not yeah. overanalyzing each pitch like Matt Blake would be doing. No. No, it makes you wonder who the real manager is in that dugout. It's pretty clear. He's, <laughs> up, in the, he's up in the suite watching. <laughs> no, he, he's our ace. That's the manager. That's crazy. The manager's name is Ace. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's cool. <clears throat> so, we need to get Larry back. 
Yeah. That was a mistake letting him go, man. But that was all because of this analytics shit again. Yeah. Matt Blake sucks. Yeah, I think Evan brought it up yesterday. He was the he was a fall guy with the for the Girardi. Yeah. The one great coach that we have on the staff is Harkey, the bullpen coach. He's doing a tremendous yep. job. He's good. He's good. He's unbelievable. And that's a veteran guy. That's not one of these new age uh, analytic people. This is a, a dude that knows pitching. That's all you need, man. Well, because it's stupid to me. Experience to me is always going to outweigh most everything. You know, if you have done it for 40 years, I'm going to take your opinion more than the guy who's done it for 10. I'm sorry. That's going to happen. Or or someone who's never done it at all. And he's just doing that it too. Up. I just wanted to be okay. nice there. <laughs> With Microsoft <laughs> Windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Donald, throw us, the, uh, throw us the awards now. Oh, well, I got a, yeah. three days worth of awards. So, oh, goody yeah. us. <laughs> I'll try and keep them quick for you guys. But the 10 5 game, the Swiss Cheese Award goes to Tyler Wade. Everything hit to him went through him. Everything hit to him went through him. Mm-hmm. It was like, is he made a paper or something? I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, the Holy Fuck, I Really Can't Manage Award goes to Aaron Boone. <laughs> 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 Taking Quiver out after two and a third innings with the bases loaded for Nelson, asking the pen to pitch about seven innings, despite it going 11 innings in the previous game. <laughs> Just fucks up the thing. It's it's not that's not sustainable, by the way. We can't keep doing that. And um, and also the whole thing with when I, you know even before that when he was asked by Marley Rivera if Judge was hurt, and then he was and there was that big long silence. I don't know if you guys see saw that when he, um, Marley Rivera asked him if Judge was hurt. It's and so bad. Silence, and then he went, "Oh hey, Marley," <laughs> and then he's like, I, "I really can't answer that." What the fuck, man? No, he did did you hear what Judge said today? Judge was like, "Yeah, I think it's because I was, you know, hitting too hard in the in the uh, batting cage. I was taking too many swings. That's why I got sore." Yeah, like they keep was... bullshitting us. Nah, so Judge should know better. Like just, just shut up, Judge. I don't want to hear anything. It's just classic Boone. Anyway, and then also he fucked up the infield, moving DJ to third and then Wade at second, and just put everybody in their weakest positions and. It was it's just bad management all around. You know so, what Wade's best position is? Did you bench. know? The minor Fucking league. Triple A. Triple A. <laughs> That's his best position. No, single A, because I don't want him to get a shot. I want if they have yeah. to call him up, they can call him up to double A. I mean, he was fucking horrible that game. I'm glad he got I'm glad he got uh, brought down, man. That was we never crazy. mentioned we had traded Estrada. No, we'll get and to that. We'll get to that. Uh, the take the L awards. It goes to defense. I mean, honestly, you needed the Benny Hill team for, for the defense that we had. Everything that was hit and play, we fucked up. It was like, and then we're just throwing the ball left, right, and center and making a fucking ass out of everything. That was a, was, honestly, that game pissed me off. No way. Yeah. It was just disgraceful. So, yeah. So that was that was the game one. Uh, game two, four nothing defeat. That take the L goes to her man, self-explanatory. He's a fucking asshole, and also he's not a particularly good pitcher. So, and and the bats, that's another. They get the L as well. I mean, honestly, no one got the win, and no one gets any kind of praise in that game. It is fucking <laughs> but terrible. Donald, don't you think? Don't you think it's interesting, Donald, that 
uh, Herman is basically pitching to what he – this is how he pitches. This is his career average, yeah. what he is doing now. He gives up four runs yeah. every game, except our offense is so fucking shitty, they're not giving him eight runs anymore. So that's yeah. why we lost. I mean, there's, there's pretty there's much Her mom proved his own, you know, proved Evan's point. And I've been saying it for for fucking Rav. years. I've said it on how many episodes? And no, no, her mom's amazing. Wetzel's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I mean, and that, and, and that game we were all for nine runners in scoring position and zero hits for the final four innings. And the the, the and that stat was, you know, and it's still prevalent to this day. If the Yankees don't hit a home run, they are winless for the season. They have not got a single win without hitting a home run. So, um, and prior to last night's game, Tampa had beaten us 13 to 17 games since last year. So it just shows so many issues that we that we need to, to solve. Anyway, on a more positive note, yesterday, uh, the MVP goes to Gio, Herschel, the happy fellow. As we discussed, he was awesome. Um, pitcher, best pitcher actually goes to the whole bullpen, although I think Chad Green particularly was impressive because he held the port down. Yeah. Aaron Boone tried to kill his arm. Boone tried to kill his arm yesterday, making him pitch a hell of a lot, but but he got through it and got the extra outs that we needed. So um, the whole bullpen has been unbelievable this whole start of the year. Like, they're just 0-0-0 ERA, man. They're just... Yeah, they had that one hiccup in the Kluber game, but that was it. Yeah, they've just been amazing. And that was because Boone mismanaged the bullpen and put them in an impossible situation. Which which is not sustainable, man. We no. cannot continue to have the bullpen pitch six innings every game. Like, he has to trust a veteran. Yeah, That's my issue with the Corey Kluber move. There was nothing that Kluber was doing which indicated he was going to give up a, a big hit or a big home run no. or anything like that. A lot of the mistakes were due to um, due to the actual defense. You know what I mean? There wasn't too many hard, loud hits. So I think you could have trusted the veteran to have gone out of that situation. Give him that little trust to get through that inning. And then if we needed to move on, you, you give the bullpen a fresh inning. You know, but putting Nelson in in a trip, the bases loaded with one out, I think just put us in a and a, and a behind the eight ball. Yeah. So and, and also you just need to trust your veteran pitchers. You know, that's well, that was my issue. That I don't that's know why I made mean. the point on on Twitter. Um, it's not the fact that we were losing the games; it's how we were losing. It's one thing to lose a game when you when both teams are just grinding it out, and another team gets the better hand at the end. That's different. These losses to the Rays, you know, it, it was unnecessary they were playing it, it was not major league baseball what they were playing that's where the losses be, become magnified and frustrating yeah i've got i've got two more awards to give the spark plug award goes to Adore. i thought i actually thought he brought a bit of energy to, to the game yesterday you saw him in the dugout he was talking yeah. to everybody he was he was he had just kind of a little bit of energy that the, the team, team has lacked basically all year so I want to give him the credit for that. I thought that was a really good at bat for that ribby. He worked off some tough pitches. That was a good at bat. And then got the got the single with a very solid hit. So I was proud of the guy. I was pleased for him. Um, I, I actually I hope he does well. Um, the take the L goes to Aaron Hicks, bases loaded DP. 
Zofar batting 100. He also misplayed that ball in center field. I think a better. I think he, he could have read that ball better in center field. Oh, 100. Yeah, percent We even talked about it on the show. We wa- yeah, we watched that stupid play. <laughs> he has so much speed and range, and we have literally seen him run from almost deep right field to deep center and dive and catch the ball. And this one, he didn't even attempt to dive, and his glove was maybe what three inches away from the ball. Yeah, I mean, it was pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, that, that's what we said. They need, you know, they need the Billy Martin to come down and just yank him out of the game. No, I need to be manager. I would have no problem just yelling at yep. people. I know. I don't. They already know everything. I don't need to teach them. I just yell at them. You know, I, to touch on Evan's point earlier, man, we took for granted the '90s. You know, the the whole Tory approach was one at bat at a time, chip away. You trust your teammate. You trust the guy after you. You don't just try and hit four-run home runs every single at-bat. And that's what they did in the top of the 10th, and look at the result. You know, and it wasn't just the Tinos and the Bernies and the Jeters. There was other guys that were less heralded but always had a solid approach and were fundamental players like Luis Soho. I was going to say, Soho is a legend. Yeah, and then it was Viscano in the year that we won the World Series against the Mutts. And then, you know, we had good DHs like Ruben Sierra or Daryl Strawberry or whatever. These guys were professional hitters, but um, always seemed to come through in a clutch spot. You know what I mean? Chili Davis. Chili Davis. There you go. And, and, you know, then there was like Ricky Lede or or George Martin, best backup catcher. He was an unbelievable backup. So, Can we talk about Soho for a second, though? How well, is he that good? The dude looked like a little meatball who shouldn't be an athlete at all, and yet he was the most clutch guy ever. He was like Ronald Torres before Ronald Torres. Yeah, I agree, man. He was actually one of my favorite players of the Dynasty. Loved him. I, absolutely I just wanted him. to see him run. I was like, just put him on base and let the guy go. He's awesome. Yeah. I don't care. He's still right, man. He was like a big blown-up ball. He looked like a balloon, but every time, but everything, he was perfect. Yep. Defensively, and he always came through the clutch. He was somehow the fastest slow guy in the world. <laughs> He's a legend. I'm legend. Is, he not a, is he a hitting coach now? I think he is. Yeah, he's in the minors or something. We gotta get him back, man. <laughs> Imagine they fired Tim's and they just bring Soho. We would all be so happy. We wouldn't even give him shit for like the first month. Exactly. How did Tim's get the job anyway, man? He was assistant to the batting coach and they got rid of the main batting coach. Was he Dwight Schrute? Assistant to the batting coach? (laughs) (laughs) Assistant to the batting coach. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So who... (laughs) So who was the batting coach when he was assistant to the batting coach? Because I want to see that banter. Like, <laughs> he gives him his business card. He, he wipes out the two part. It's just assistant batting coach. Assistant regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, our host left us, guys. That's what Aaron Boone has to do now, man, because he doesn't actually have a job. He's assistant. To, he's just a mat. He's just assistant to the assistant GM. Assistant to Brian Cashman. Yeah. <laughs> assistant to the GM. Oh, our host is back, guys. No, sorry about that. Thank God. All right. I was going to take over the All right. Um, <laughs> I want to get to the trivia, but I, I do want to ask one, uh, a question about Clayton Torres. That last at bat he had, did, did that seem like an at bat that would really get him going? 
It just seemed like he kind of grinded that one out and he kind of had a, you know, and then in the bottom of the inning, he saw he made that, you know, he was a little more um, confident in himself on the field. You almost kind of seemed like that attitude changed as soon as, this, you know, he had that RBI. I say just give him time. It's, he's going to be all right. You know, he may not, he's never going to be a gold glover, probably. Who knows? Who cares? As long as he's good enough, he's got to just be average at the position. And our defense will be better because of it. Right now, you can say he's below average. If you get to average or slightly above average, then you're good. You could even yeah, say he's hard. Doesn't mean you're a bad, you know, fielder. Right. Because if you look at Brett Gardner, for example, he's a fantastic fielder who only has one. He should have more. Well, he should have at least th- minimum three. Right. So my <laughs> point is the expectations for Torres should not be gold glove. They should be figure out how to play defense. Yeah. And then from there you go, okay, now deal with your footwork. Okay, now his arm's better. Then you can talk about gold glove in a couple of years. Yeah. I'm to be honest, is, is offense is not something that I'm worried about. So I mean No, but I, you I, see I, often enough when when one part of the game of your game struggles, mm-hmm. it seems to piggyback on the other side of the coin too. So well, that was with Gary Sanchez. This might, this might be that thing. I, I, it just that it batches had a different feel to it than his other at bats. You know, getting you know, bringing in you know, bringing in the run. You know, and you just almost saw his facial expression went from depleted where he, now he felt like he accomplished something. You know, he got so, he got like a monkey with his back type of feel. That's how I read that at bat. Well, we'll wait and see, man. Honestly, I think his offense would be fine. It's his defense. Um, we need him to be league average defensively. There's still doubts as to whether he can reach that. I know that there's some scouts that have, have been quite vocal saying that they don't think he's got the ability to play shortstop at all. But so we'll wait and see. Um, he looked uh, abominable until yesterday. Yesterday was a bit more of a, of a progress, but in general, he's been abominable. Uh, short, so I have to be. You have to be honest about it. He yeah, no, it. it's not to say that he doesn't have any value to the team. It's it's just being being critical, and, and it's an honest criticism of what we see on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, same yeah. thing with Judge. We're seeing Judge. You know, when he's on the field, when he's in the lineup, he is contributing to the outcome. You know, to the to the game. He's making. You know, he's got. A, you know, he's hitting fairly well. You know, he's making the play. You know, he's reading the, you know, he's playing the outfield just fine like we expect. His issue is not a matter of production. It's a matter of health. You know, so. I'm still, after trading Estrada, I am very concerned about the lack of major league shortstops on our roster. Well, yeah, we thought we had a shortage of uh, first baseman depth. Now we have a shortage of shortstop depth. Yes. And a short of, of, of third base depth as well, because we so often when we're just short. <laughs> I mean, we've actually got a lot of struggle with depths of these key positions, man, at the walk corner and shortstop. I, you know, Torres at the moment is not a major league shortstop, well, and he needs somebody that actually can maybe help him. And uh, we traded Estrada away, which is one thing, but we do need to find another shortstop that can. Wait, our depth at shortstop is fine in the minor leagues. They're just yeah. young and they're not ready, so you have yeah, to that's wait. It, yes. That's, that's so unfortunately the issue. We do need a veteran to come in and maybe a backup for and help him a little bit. 
I think yeah. that would be real helpful. But first base and third base should be a real concern for depth in both yeah. minors and the organization in general. We have nothing. Nothing. We need Voight back. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. That injury yesterday. Like that back in like two or three weeks. We're fine. I'm not worried at all. But I mean, you know, you saw what happened when Gio had to miss one game. Just all the whole infield configuration was fucked. Yeah. You know, I would have been more comfortable with Odor at second in that game. And then Tyler it's Tyler freaking Wade. I I mean what are we okay, trivia time. Let's go. All right, let's get hey. the trivia. Welcome to week number three. Donald currently is in first place with a one zero and one record. The rest of you slackers don't have a win yet, but you do have a tie. So our first question for week three is on April 12th, 1993, this Yankee went four for four with two RBIs in his home debut. Uh, Tats, I'll give you the first crack at it. 93? Yes. Was that Williams that year? No, wrong. No. Uh, Pretzel, you can go next. <laughs> I was born in 1988. You think I know the roster in 93? <laughs> you could. Say the question one more time, please. This Yankee went four for four in his home debut and on April 12th, 1993. Go ahead, Donald. I'm not sure. Uh, actually, I'm... Was he a key part of the dynasty at any point? Mm-hmm. Positivo. Okay. Uh, well, it wouldn't be. Uh, um, Girardi? Wrong. Tats, your second guess? No, I'm passing on the second one. I'm, I'm just clueless on it. Like, when you guys I, I find out stupid who... assumptions to just throw a name out. As <laughs> so I was thinking, it was, you know, right at, right at, that's why I had Bernie in my head, but I think I'm a year early on him. I have no clue. This is what I'm stuck on. <laughs> Don, do you want to pass two or do you want to take one final? I'll take one swing. Why not? I mean, just trying to think of 93. Jeez. Uh, I'll just say it's capable of hitting four for four. That would be something pretty good. So. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll just say, I can't actually remember. I'll just say Tino. I don't Wrong. The answer is the warrior, Paul O'Neill. Oh, my God. Big giant L. Yeah. On all of us, we should all be ashamed. We should. If you if you want, there was an interesting player that he did it. He had three of his four hits against. 
who was a teammate of O'Neill during those dynasty years. I'm not going to give you the point, but that's actually it's actually a little bit of trivia as well there. Mm. It was against the Kansas City Royals. David Cohn? That's it, yeah. <laughs> he had three of his four hits against Derek against uh I said Derek against David Cohn. <laughs> All right, that one, that one got it. got us on that one. Paul, he was with us a long time. I, I know you. You almost forget he was with us that long ago. Yeah, what was that? I always had. It always sticks in my head that he was here after you know, right as the dynasty, you know, the as it started to pick up, not before. Yeah, I thought it was like ninety. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a Tory guy, not a Showalter guy. No, we got him ninety three. We got him in the ninety, the uh, off season before, obviously. But and I think you were right. Bernie came up right around that time. Yeah, because I know Bernie was up first, and then everybody else followed. But I think Bernie really was ninety four. That was a really good one, Rob. Yeah. I have to refresh myself on the dynasty. Paul O'Neill was one of the greatest trades our organization ever made. Yeah, bringing yeah. him in here, so smart. So it was a Tino and Jeff Nelson trade. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that one was so good, too. Who did we give up for Tino and Jeff Nelson? Who? A uh, bunch of bums. I can't remember. I saw the trade the other day because that was my trivia question, but I can't remember who we gave up. It wasn't a, a crazy move, though. We didn't give up anybody that really amounted to anything. Crazy. Well, that was just a genius. Genius move. Gene Michael was like the absolute architect. To oh, our, he's a god. Uh, to our, uh, yeah, he's a god. He's uh, He was the absolute architect. Like, I actually feel bad for people who weren't born back then to see what our organization was really like and how it was run. Because if they yeah. knew how it's run now compared to yeah. what it was, holy shit, they could understand why we're all pissed off all the time. That's why we're so upset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Watching games where we're just we run the bases like our heads on fire, and you know we, you know the manager consistently makes all the wrong calls, and defense is just disgraceful, and our approach at the plate is embarrassing. Honestly, none of that happened in the '90s or even in the early '90s. None of that happened. But Donald, don't, don't you think? Sorry to cut you off, but don't you think as fans we had far less to worry about because we knew. If we fucked up in a season or didn't win, George was going to lose his fucking mind and go yeah. find us replacements right away. We don't have that. Now they there go, was accountability. Oh, no, we tried our best, guys. Sorry, didn't work out. There was accountability. There was accountability, accountability right through the organization. Yeah, yeah, back that making the playoffs right now, you know, these days is that that's what they aim for. Where, yeah, with George and Gene, it was, it was. If you didn't win the World Series, nothing nothing mattered. We had a goddamn dynasty, and that wasn't even enough for George. He needed more. He needed yes. to win 10 years in a row and was pissed that we didn't do it. Yep. I mean, the way that Aaron Boone managed that series last year or managed the entire season last season, he would have been fired for that um, without question. Yeah, not hired back either. He, fired for that. he did an abominable job last year. But in fact, Cashman praised him, thought he was brilliant. But that's because he's doing exactly what the organization wants. He wants somebody that's just going to put a paint, paint a happy picture on everything and feed us a lot of bullshit in the media 
and tell everybody that that they're fantastic and wonderful and everything's just going to come around the corner and that's just that's just his job and he does it well but as a manager no nothing nothing at all real quick do you want to try to preview this uh blue jay series at least talk well, about we're it playing a robbie ray tonight so we should win yeah. we better we got well, we if got there's cool. anyone so that's w that's a dub we got cool I mean, we should have beaten Rich Hill, though, but we let a 41-year-old get us to strike out seven yeah. fucking times. I just, just hope that they... against that watcher guy yesterday. You had a seven-year-old. <laughs> he Walker's such trash. On him. He hit him first, and then, his, then he, he allowed him to go pretty deep in the game. I can believe it, man. I just hope they take that extra inning approach the rest of the way through. You, you'll get the home runs because you have too many power guys that just have that natural power swing. But just but can we get... learn how to hit in the first inning and not the eighth, please? It That's would be I'm, nice. Yeah. <laughs> we used to be that team. We used to be that, like, tour first team. Yep. Yeah. Remember and how then... many leadoff home runs Alfonso Soriano would hit? Oh, that was fun. He was not even back then. Like, like a couple of years ago, we were like one of the best teams in scoring in the first right. inning. Mm-hmm. And then they'd kind of like, you know, slow down a little bit, but you always knew they had that ability to come back late. We haven't really seen that, I mean, yeah. yet so nope. far. But even last year, there was kind of that moment where they didn't score anything and they lost like seven in a row. But anyway, yeah, I just want them to uh, – Go on with that same approach because you know Judge is going to get his, Stanton will get his. You know it'll come for Sanchez. There's too many power hitters, and yeah, I mean, to, yeah, to be on a positive, on a positive note, you're quite right. I think there's a good chance that possibly what happened there in extras with the doors hit and then Sanchez, um, and Abreu locking it down in the bottom half of the inning, you know, all that might actually serve to give us a bit of a boost, and we'll see. Yeah. If it doesn't, then I then who no, knows? it's not a guarantee, but it it's there it seems to be a lot like of hope. Yeah, the energy was a big thing, Donald. Yeah. You're right. So I, I wonder whether we should give Odor another game. I quite liked his energy. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, I think, I think the at this point, a big factor with us, we're a team that kind of relies on on vibes. And yes. you saw last year with no fans, it was very hard for certain players to get excited. Now we have some fans, but they're still struggling. So I do think we need someone, you know, in the locker who can do that. And it needs to be other than just Garrett Cole, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think, think at this point, Lemayhew is going to start at first. Yeah. But don't have you think having a bench player that has that much energy is almost more impactful than an ace who's supposed to? Yes. You know what I mean? Like when we had Torres or Torres, for example, he never played, but his energy on that bench was enough for him to be an impact player. Same with Kraft. Yeah, he was getting carried on, you know, he's getting picked up during the home run celebrations yep. by D. Like people forget, like, those little things are what makes like a, a team. That's what made that 2017 team so special. Because they just, I they mean, weren't look, supposed look at to 09, be there. For example, with Nick Swisher and AJ Burnett, when they were, when we were winning, their shenanigans were fun. When we were yeah. losing, they were the most obnoxious people on the planet. Yeah. They even got Jeter to smile, which that guy was just, you know, it took a lot to get Jeter to like, you know, Break character. <laughs> yeah, take, take his Swisher's eye off the game. Fucking clown. Swisher's like me. He's just a clown. He just wants to make everyone laugh all the fucking time. 
You never thought yeah. you'd see that at AJ Burnett too, because Burnett looks like a prick, but he was having fun too. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The thing is, a lot of our energy is coming from the bench now with Odor and Brett Gardner. Um, we need to get maybe Clint Frazier showing a little bit of his personality, and maybe Gio has that kind of personality because uh, a lot of the team are very business like their approach. So, right. Look at the know. void left, though, by CC. CC being gone is, is yeah. a detriment yeah. to this team. He needs to be a coach, he needs to be on the bench, he needs to be there. Because they even mentioned it in the broadcast yesterday. He's very close with Monty. Monty talks to him almost daily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, well, let's just hope that uh, this Toronto series starts to get these Yankees to kind of get back on track and get to the top of the standings. Because seeing Boston in first, although we know that it's not going to stay that way, it still sucks to look at. Uh. J.D. Martinez hit three home runs yesterday, and I think Devers hit two. So they have, they have some pop. They have some offense. But I agree. Their rotation is such trash that I could see them, you know, yeah. switching from a five-game winning streak to a five-game losing streak yeah. rather easily. Yeah. I want to sweep Toronto so Blue Jays' dad isn't happy on Twitter for a few days. Yeah, that son of a bitch. He's, He's a little so too happy right now. Get to him. <laughs> Yeah. He's so nice. We can't be. We can't talk. Point about Blue Jays, Dad, because I sent him a tweet after the after that series. I was like, you know what, man? You, you know, you guys played pretty well. Well done. You know, I, I started getting into some sarcastic responses, but oh, don't worry. I'm sure the Yankees will sometime possibly compete. Yeah. Give me, give me, a game. give me a break. I was being nice. No, that, I think that, that was him trying to be nice. That's just him, Donald. He, I don't yeah. really think he, he's not very sarcastic of a person, so that's shocking. <laughs> no, this yeah. is for me. This is advice for me. I should yeah. be I'm sure he's going to be listening to hear our breakdown. No, he's a son of a bitch because I constantly try to give him shit, and he just doesn't feed into it. It's like, no, get upset by what I'm saying. I, this is what I do. I'm a professional asshole. Get upset. We have found the kryptonite for Evan. It's Blue Jay's dad. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to wrap things up for us today. I'll be everybody at GeekChronicles.com. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of their day. Check out StatementGames.com, where you can find a unique experience to your fantasy sports. Check out DocIslandsBaseball.org and learn about the final of baseball. And as always, listen to us on RadioPlayLive.com Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. So on behalf of all of us here, stay safe, stay smart, and let's go Yankees. And fucking sub, you stupid assholes. Uh, yeah. yeah, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, people. Drop a comment, hit that notification bell, all that fun YouTube stuff. So, <laughs> all right. We love you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs>